Back on today for another solo episode, team. First things first, massive shout out to my guy, Bryson Neal. He wrapped up the GNCC Pro ATV Championship yesterday. Super grateful to play a small part in that journey and just to have a deeper understanding of what goes into winning a championship like that. It's pretty crazy, all the the challenges and the process that you've got to go through. Like, obviously, everyone knows it's hard, but yeah, it's crazy what goes into it and, and the level of dedication that Bryson has is second to none. So I'm stoked that he got to add that one to the to the trophy cabinet. Plan is to have him on a podcast later this week. All all the stars aligned, so you'll get to hear a lot more about his journey, which is really cool. Today, what I wanted to chat about, a question that one of our Race Ready Live clients popped into the group chat on our Race Ready Live program. The, The support is via a group. It's kind of like a little Facebook group, but it's all housed inside the training app itself. So any of the clients on that, Race Ready Live group program. I'm an open book in there, so any questions they want to ask about training, nutrition, absolutely anything at all, I help them out inside of that group. So one of the questions, or a question one of the guys asked last week was, what's the difference between an off-season and a pre-season? So I thought it'd be a good little one to drop in as a podcast that could give you some value because it is that time of year. So... To me, it it doesn't really, like it's kind of semantics that off-season, pre-season, pre-competitive, in-season, the different terminology or phrases we use to describe a time of season. So it kind of, I think that comes from the traditional periodization model. I don't actually program that way necessarily. I used to. Whenever I got a new client, I used to write out like 12 weeks or sometimes even more, 16 weeks of their program for them. And what I quickly came to learn was I was completely wasting my time. Often throughout that process, some things are going to happen and some things are going to have to change, especially when you're dealing with guys that ride dirt bikes. So the program needs to be fluid and needs to change on the fly. And I think that traditional periodization model, it works a lot better for a novice. If you're completely new to training or you haven't had any consistent training and you're just starting to stick to a program, it's a lot easier to program out for someone like that in a longer time frame. But when we're talking about someone that's much more experienced, has a higher training age, they've been training consistently for for years and years, that doesn't work as well. When we're really trying to move the needle in certain areas and train hard, ride hard, and then you put a racing schedule into that, then there's so many variables along that process that impact how we need to change the programming weekly and even day to day. So it sounds great in theory to perfectly periodize out this this program with microcycles and mesocycles and predict 
what a session is going to look like in 16 weeks time, the reality of that happening, slim to none for the average person. Because there's so many things that can change along the way. So the program needs to adapt for that. And and know like that's the other biggest thing I've learned from coaching over the, the last few years is like no two humans are the same. You and I could do the exact same program and be in a very different place by the end of it because we're not going to adapt to the training the same because we're going to have different levels of stress in our life. We're going to have different sleeping patterns, different nutrition habits. All of those things affect how we adapt to a program. And that's just three things, like three tiny things. So it's it's very it's very difficult to um, to program out in the longer time frame. So like I say, I don't really subscribe to that traditional periodization model. Obviously though, there is certain times of the year when we want to be focusing our energy on particular qualities. However, for most of my clients, I'm like not for most, but like all my clients on the on a personalized program where I'm writing them an individualized program, it's being updated on the fly. So how did we adapt to the past week's training? What have we got coming up this week? What's the schedule look like? And what do we need to modify in the program to make that achievable? In the Race Ready Live group program, it is a group program. But it's not just a group program that I wrote out last year that I that's just a generic template that's in there forever. It's a live program. So I my clients who are on that live, even though it's an entry-level group program, they are entering their results and giving me feedback on the workouts. So I update that program based on the group's results as a whole. So what... Am I seeing from the group on average? How can I help the group move forward as a whole? So again, it is a group program, but it's updated on the fly in a live format, depending on the results that the group logs and how they are adapting to the training. So to come back to the original question is what's the difference between an off and a preseason? To me, an off-season is completely doing nothing. That is when you take time off from training completely. So it doesn't mean you wouldn't train at all. You might still do some low-intensity cardio. You might even do a gym session if you felt like doing it, if you felt like getting in the gym and, and working up a sweat and crushing a workout. You could still do that. It just wouldn't really be structured. I wouldn't be programming my clients any structured work in an off-season like that. When we get to what I would consider the pre-season, that's when we're back into training and we're building, for, for to use that term that everyone will know, building that base. <laughs> that's when we're starting to accumulate more volume and improve our work capacity and build for the next season of racing or next year or whatever that sort of looks like depending on what the schedule is. So 
what makes up that preseason is always going to be whatever the athlete's biggest limiting factor is. Again, when I'm writing an individualized program, okay, what's this athlete's biggest limiting factor? Because that is going to be their lowest hanging fruit. So if I've got a, again, to to use the, the cycling um, the cycling modality, I, everyone loves to pile on hours and hours of cycling in the preseason or the, or their like the off season, whatever you want to call it. So if I got a, a client that comes to me and they've been cycling for six to 10 hours a week for five years, there's no way in the world that I'm going to get them to do a truckload of cycling over their preseason. It's very, very unlikely that their limiting factor is going to be improved by doing more hours of cycling. If I got someone that completely come off the couch, never trained in their life, never never done any cardio, doesn't even know what heart rate zones are, then yeah, they're definitely going to get some benefit out of out of doing some longer duration cycling. So in both cases, the the guy coming off the couch, he's not actually going to need to do very much at all to get better in in very much cycling to improve that quality. As a po- and the other guy who's done hours and hours and hours of it, of it for years and years and years, he's not going to need to do very much to maintain what he's already built. So. In both cases, two, two very different cases, I should say, but how we move each of those two forward is figuring out what their biggest limiting factor is. So where is your energy system training at, your, your cardio? Where is your strength and your mobility at? Where is your power at? How have you progressed along through a progression of plyometrics have you ever done any plyometrics what injuries have you had in the past like there's a whole host of things that we need to bring to the table and evaluate when we want to move an athlete forward over that that preseason period so you don't necessarily have to do a shitload more cardio just because it's the preseason it's going to be a little bit different you definitely definitely can and you definitely want to if you've got more time available and you're not traveling and not racing and you can get more of it in if it's going to improve you moving forward that's why it's really important to have some metrics you want to have some some metrics that you can evaluate so you actually know you're getting better so kind of digressed off the topic a little bit but to come back to the the difference between the off versus preseason. Yeah, to me, the off-season is just doing nothing and having a break, having a rest, letting your body fully recover. Pre-season would, when we, would be when we start to actually train for the next season. And in that time, we want to be accumulating volume, improving work capacity, and focusing all our energy on our lowest hanging fruit. Then when we get into the season, we start racing again, Everything is minimum effective dose. We want to be maintaining what we've built with the absolute minimum amount of effort and input. There's no point making yourself tired in season when the goal, remember, is to be as fresh as possible on the start line for a race. 
So there's no point smashing yourself with pointless volume in the season. So what our programming looks like in season probably going to be different to what most people do like i hear i hear a lot of guys say that they don't do low reps in season they do high reps with light weights in the season because they don't want to be sore we actually do the opposite we do more higher reps in the pre-season to make to build that work capacity when we get in season we do very low reps like sometimes one rep two reps and shorter rest periods and we're working on explosiveness so the weights are still heavy by the average persons but comparatively to what they have built their capacity up to handle the weights are light and we're working on explosiveness so we're maintaining that the neural component which is what strength is we're maintaining that but we're doing it with very very low amount of stress on the body in terms of volume so it's very easy to recover from so who to come back to that often preseason you need to ask yourself the question do i actually need an off season so my clients who are racing full time like racing whether it be the GNCCs in the USA or the AORCs then they've they're racing almost every other weekend since february up till now they've been training throughout that time if if you're listening to this and that sounds like you if you've been racing every other weekend and training been ran off your feet and you're feeling like you need a break then you most definitely do need to take an off season you want to have at least two weeks up to four weeks where you just have a rest and don't do any structured training like i say you can still train and do some low intensity work if if you want to but there's not going to be any structured training the goal of that off season is to really let your body recover and regenerate and you might even see yourself put on a little bit of body fat which is completely fine if you've if you've been asking a lot from your body for the entire season the flip side of that is we've got the the weekend warrior or the person who's just racing a few races here and there and they've struggled to string two weeks of consistent training if any training together throughout the year if that sounds like you if you've struggled to string a couple of weeks of training together or there's been no training going on and the races are few and far between you probably don't need an off season right now is the perfect opportunity for you to get a head start on 2023 and start building up that foundation and improving your work capacity it's far easier now and your potential will be far greater if you can start building and working on some consistency now than if you wait till february to three weeks before the first round you're just going to be pushing the proverbial shit uphill all year to try and improve whereas if you start building now then when we get into the season like i said we can trim things right back and just focus on maintaining 
and putting the icing on the cake. So it's going to be a little bit different for everyone, whether you need what I would consider to be an off-season and when you start your pre-season training. So that's how I look at it for my clients. So I just thought I'd share that today because I do get a fair few questions on it at this time of year. So I thought it'd be a good little podcast topic for Monday. Otherwise, like I said, a couple others coming this week, one with Bryson got booked in and got a couple of other interviews booked in with others coming up as well, which I'm sure you'll all love. Otherwise, I hope you're all going to have an awesome week and crush some training. And I will see you on the next podcast. Bye-bye.